Many of us are familiar with fictitious scary stories, whether they're rooted in Hollywood movies, folklore, or wild rumors. Sometimes, however, the truth can be much, much stranger than fiction, and often much more horrific. The truth doesn't lie, or sugarcoat itself, it simply shows itself for what it is. Throughout history, many real-life horror stories have been told in their own gruesome, creepy, or unsettling ways, and today, we're bringing you 10 of the very best. The Grizzly Botched Execution of Mary Queen of Scots The daughter of James V of Scotland and the French Mary of Guise, an 18-year-old Mary, Queen of Scots, ephemerally found herself the Queen of both France and Scotland when her husband Francis II became king in 1559. She was deported back to Scotland merely a year later when Francis passed away from an ear infection. Meanwhile in England, Elizabeth I had ascended to the throne and Mary was eager to secure her place on that throne when Elizabeth passed. As such, she married her English cousin, Lord Darnley, to strengthen her connections in England. Darnley, however, perished in a mysterious explosion, and as Mary had recently managed to anger the English nobility by subsequently marrying the Earl of Bathwell, they were both imprisoned at Loch Leven. Mary, now desperate, decided to abdicate to England Elizabeth initially welcomed her to the country, but was eventually put under house arrest, as Mary's name was floating around several plots to take Elizabeth's throne. Eventually, 19 years later, the plots escalated with a report of a major murder conspiracy against Elizabeth, involving Mary, and she was sentenced to death by beheading. Mary's execution, which occurred on the 8th of February, 1589, was one of the world would not forget. Robert Wingfield, a reliable eyewitness account, describes the events as follows. Once Mary had said her farewells and final words, a piece of cloth was tied around her eyes by one of her ladies-in-waiting. Mary then kneeled before the executioner's block, uttering prayers in Latin. As she was held down, the executioner raised his axe, brought it down upon Mary's neck, and missed. Misjudging his swing, the executioner had struck in such a location that Mary's head was not severed and she was still very much alive. According to Winkfield, she made very small noise or none at all, and not stirring any part of her from the place where she lay. Two chops later and Mary's head was still not off. The executioner had severely botched the ordeal. When he finally cut through the one last gristle that was left, he raised the head before the horrified crowd proclaiming, God save the Queen. Apparently, Mary's lips continued to move for 15 minutes after the beheading, and as Mary's clothes were removed, her little pet dog, likely a Scottish terrier, had been found to have been hiding in her dress throughout the execution. The dog would not leave Mary's side, promptly laying down in the pool of blood between Mary's head and neck after it was discovered. The House of 200 Demons Now this is one that is still surrounded in mystery, and some of the events that occur in it are indeed impossible, but there must be some kernels of truth in there, obscured by the seemingly fictitious elements. In the November of 2011, Leota Ammons, her mother Rosa Campbell, and her three children moved into a new house located at 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. 
This would trigger a bizarre chain of events that led to one of the most bizarre cases in all of history. One month after the family moved into the new house, they claimed to have seen huge clouds of black flies circling the front porch, which persisted even after they were exterminated. After Rosa claimed to hear footsteps and see shadow-like figures in the house, she was mysteriously choked by a strange, unseen force. From there, things only seemed to worsen. Ammons was awoken at two in the morning by a disturbance in her 12-year-old daughter's bedroom. When she entered the room, the girl was allegedly levitating above her bed, unconscious. Reaching out to clairvoyants and members of the church, the family were told that their house was possessed by as many as 200 demons, and an exorcism was arranged soon after. After the exorcism, the house returned to normal for three days, but then things worsened once more. The children's eyes allegedly bulged from their sockets, and they began talking in deep, demonic voices. Other incidents were subsequently described, including scenes where Ammon's seven-year-old son attempted to attack and kill his brother, and his eyes rolled back in his head while he uttered a deep, demonic growl. When the exorcisms didn't work, the family moved away from Gary to a new house in Indianapolis, where the incidents suddenly stopped. It is a bizarre case, without a doubt, and as such, it has drawn a lot of attention from skeptics. But what do you think? Was it all an elaborate hoax, or are parts of this really true? The Shark Arm Case Although attacks on humans are rare, the tiger shark is considered one of the most dangerous species to us, and one was caught up in a horrifying series of events in Australia in the April of 1935. Caught off a beach suburb near the Australian town of Coogee, and subsequently moved to Coogee Aquarium, the tiger shark became ill, and in front of a crowd of onlookers, vomited up a human hand and arm, on which was a distinctive tattoo. From the tattoo and the fingerprints, police were able to deduce that the remains belonged to Jim Smith, a local boxer and petty criminal. These investigations also revealed something much more disturbing, that the arm had not been bitten off by the shark, but was rather severed by a knife. Two main suspects were put forward. Reginald Holmes, a smuggler, and Patrick Brady, a convicted forger. What transpired was as follows. Smith, who had been blackmailing Holmes, had gone missing after a game of cards with Brady. The police searched the surrounding areas, including the coasts, as Smith had told his wife he was going fishing, but could not find a body. That's when Brady was brought to trial. In June of 1935, Holmes cooperated with the police after initially being a very difficult suspect. Prior to his cooperation, he had failed to commit suicide, and had led the police on several hours worth of police chases around Sydney Harbour. Now he told police that Brady had killed Smith, disposed of the body, and had blackmailed Holmes with his severed arm, stating that Brady would kill him if he didn't pay him £500. Following this, Brady disposed of Smith's severed arm in the sea, where a small shark consumed it, only to be eaten by a bigger tiger shark, the shark that would eventually end up in Coogee Aquarium. The Death of Grigory Rasputin Often referred to as history's most unkillable man, the circumstances surrounding Grigory Rasputin's death are particularly horrific. 
Born into a peasant family in Serbia in 1869, Grigory Rasputin was a Russian monk who systematically managed to work his way into the ruling Romanov family of the time. The Romanovs were enamoured with the monk after he managed to save their son from illness against all odds, but the Russian people begged to differ. Rumours eventually came out in the form of news that Rasputin was the secret lover of the Tsar's wife and that he had put the family under a dark magic spell. Before long, Felix Yusupov, the Tsar's nephew-in-law, as well as monarchists, Dmitry Mavlovich and Vladimir Pulishevich hatched a plot to assassinate Rasputin and save the Russian royal family. Much about what we know of Rasputin's assassination comes from Yusupov himself, who provided a great first-hand account of the events of the night. He arranged for Rasputin to join him at his estate, offering him pastries and wine in his cellar. This, of course, was just a ploy to get him out of the way. Before long, the monk was eating pastry after pastry, each of which was poisoned with deadly cyanide. When this didn't work, he was offered wine, which again was laced with the poison, enough to kill a small group of adult men. He took it readily, but still did not die. Leaving Rasputin alone in the cellar, the conspirators took off upstairs, where they agreed that shooting him would be the best way to end this. Yusupov finally shot Rasputin in the chest after a tense standoff, who appeared to have overcome the poison entirely when the men returned downstairs. Rasputin, now lying immobile in a pool of blood, had no pulse, and the shot had hit him in the immediate vicinity of his heart. Surely this was enough to kill the monk? Well, apparently not. Rasputin soon woke up and flew straight to Yusupov, scratching at his face and neck. Yusupov fought him off, and Rasputin fled in the direction of the door. He was shot twice while escaping, once in the head, but this still did not finish the job. While he remained unconscious, he was secured and thrown into the icy Neva River, where he ultimately died of hypothermia. The Boats over the course of history, those in charge have devised many cruel and unusual forms of torture for those who have run afoul of the law. You can just take a look at our Medieval Madness channel to know all about that. But it was perhaps the ancient Persians that demonstrated just how creative and grisly they could be in the carrying out of justice. First practiced in around 500 BC, victims of the boats, otherwise known as scapism, would be secured inside a wooden boat or atop a wooden raft their limbs tied to each end. These boats were then tethered with a post or pier, floating in a swampy or marshy patch of water. Victims would then be force-fed an overwhelming amount of milk and honey, to the point where their stomachs, as to be expected, could not take any more, spewing the mixture into the boat and onto themselves. This was left to fester in the sun, along with any natural waste, while the condemned's torso was coated in a similar concoction. The purpose of the milk and honey was to attract insects, large stinging ants and wasps native to Persia's warm climates. The insects would find their way to the boats, where they would cover the individuals within the mixture, stinging and biting and crawling all over them. Many would burrow their way inside the victims' still alive bodies, laying eggs and feeding from within. Due to the fact that victims of escapism were kept alive by torturers, who fed them food and water each day. This would not be a quick death, and it was likely that these individuals only died 
when their bodies had sustained enough insect-related injuries, or if infection took over. Aztec Human Sacrifice We have covered many of the gruesome events of history before on this channel, so some of the history buffs among our viewers might be familiar with this one. The Aztecs were a powerful civilization of Mesoamericans who existed from 1300 to 1521, native to what is now modern-day Mexico. Life in the Aztec Empire was brutal, and more often than not, short. Aztec religion stated that human blood was needed to keep their gods happy, so they would bless the land with a bountiful harvest, ensuring their people would ultimately survive. The Aztecs took their sacrifices from a number of sources. Prisoners of war were the first choice, but if they were unavailable, they would readily offer criminals, children, and those who had volunteered specially for the occasion. Sacrifice became a huge part of Aztec culture. Warriors would take great care not to kill their opponents in battle, preferring to capture them in order to send them for sacrifice, which would allow them to improve their social status. As for the exact methods of Aztec human sacrifice, they were particularly horrific. Often victims were walked in their hundreds up to the top of the iconic Aztec pyramids. When they reached the top, they would be forced to lay on a stone slab, with their four limbs held down by priests. One priest then plunged his sacrificial blade into the victim's lower torso, allowing him to reach in and remove the heart. The heart and its blood were then offered to Huitzilopochtli, the Aztec god of the sun, so he could consume them. After that, the dead body was tossed down the angular sides of the pyramid, where the skin was flayed and worn as a grim trophy by the warrior who had caught the sacrifice. The rest of the body went separate ways. The severed head was used in religious dances, then stored on a wall or skull rack. The flesh from the body was, in some circumstances, actually consumed by the warrior's family in a stew. The Beast of Givaudan In Givaudan, located in the south of France, between 1764 and 1767, something very strange was happening in the rural countryside that covered the region. 600 people were attacked by an unknown assailant, of which 500 were killed and 49 were injured. Many of the dead met their grisly end by having their throats torn to shreds, and many of the victims were partially eaten by what looked like a large carnivorous animal. Descriptions of the animal from the time note a large wolf or dog, and the creature was reported to have been killed many times before the death ceased to happen, leading historians to believe that it was a particular bloodthirsty pack of creatures that were doing this killing. Myths from the time state that a supernatural evil creature was to blame for these killings, but the truth, or as close as historians have got to it, is perhaps much more surprising. The most likely culprit is a pack of abnormally large, bloodthirsty wolves. But other sources point to something much stranger, a lion, perhaps one that was imported from Africa or Asia that had escaped. One source, a book by author Marc Saint Val, even claims that a pack of imported Tasmanian tigers, a species of recently extinct predatory marsupial from Australia, might have been to blame. The Byford Dolphin Accident 
Imagine working a hundred meters below the surface of the water in the dead of night. Your workstation and home is a series of small chambers which are attached to a short passage tube which connects to a diving bell. Your job is to drill for oil and gas in the cold North Sea, and each day you face one of the most difficult and dangerous situations the world can offer. Immense pressure differences are taking place in the inside of the chambers against the outside of the deep ocean, and if anything in your day-to-day -day job is completely incorrect, multiple lives could be lost as a result of explosive decompression. This horror became a reality in November 1983, when four divers working on one such station, the Byford Dolphin, tragically perished in one of the most gruesome accidents in history. The Brits Roy Lucas and Edwin Coward, and the Norwegians Jorn and Trulis, perished in the horror, and as a result, as one of the two diving tenders that accompanied them, the other was severely injured. There were a series of steps that needed to be followed when a diver was returning to the chambers for the night. Firstly, the bell door needed to be closed. Secondly, the diving tender would need to marginally increase the pressure of the diving bell to allow the door to shut correctly. Thirdly, the door between the passage tube and the first chamber would need to be sealed. The fourth step was for the crew to depressurize the passage tube, and the fifth was to open the clamp up so that the bell was not connected to the chambers. This was the order of things without incident, until the 5th of November, when after completing step two, one of the tenders opened the clamp before the last diver was safely in the chamber with the door shut. As a result, the chamber, with its door wide open, was instantly crushed under the changing pressure, taking the divers and one of the tenders with it. Air rushed out of the chamber, and as the walls caved in, the divers were dismembered, violently exploding under the water. The Enfield Monster What's the scariest cryptid you know of? Perhaps it's the Chupacabra, with its menacing slender stature, or could it be Bigfoot? The idea of a second species of human-like creature in the woods surely is an eerie one. Henry McDaniel of Enfield, Illinois, might have a different opinion. At 10 in the evening, on the 25th of April, 1973, Henry was locking up his front door for the night when he heard scratching sounds on the outside of it. Nervously, he looked out of his front window and witnessed what he described to be a creature of bear-like proportions. Assuming the worst, he grabbed his gun and a torch and cautiously opened the front door when he believed the coast was clear. His recollections of what he saw are creepy, to say the least. Gazing back at him was a creature standing around four and a half feet tall, with huge pink eyes piercingly gazing back at him. It was grey in colour, stood on what Henry described as three legs, and had short, stubby arms that drooped down in front of it. Firing his gun four times, Henry caused the creature to make a sharp hissing noise before it pounded off towards the nearby railway lines. When he called the police, they discovered strange dog-like footprints with six-digit prints in the earth, and Henry was described as being rational and sober in his explanation. So what exactly did he see that night? Catalepsy One of nature's cruelest afflictions must be catalepsy. It's a nervous condition, related to conditions such as Parkinson's disease, where patients experience intense muscular rigidity 
an inability to move, and a dullness to their senses of pain. As the body seizes up, the patients may also struggle to breathe. They will be unable to respond to stimuli, and severely bodily functions may slow down or stop altogether. Those who have struggled with withdrawals from heavy drug use may also experience this condition. For those that suffer from this horrifying condition, it must be truly terrifying to consciously lose control of your body piece by piece as you gradually sink into immobility. So there you have it. We've tried to cover a range of different topics from across the world and throughout history, and we hope you enjoyed. Which one was your favorite? And do you have any real life horror stories which you'd like to share? If so, leave us a comment down below. Thanks for watching, and as always, we'll see you in the next video.